Welcome to the Blooming League of Original Podcast. Hit the stars and travel around the world in 80 plays. I'm Alfie Parker. And I'm Lizzie B. And we're joined as always by our precious, the one and only four chord princess star of this show. It's Little Miss Dolly. <laughs> and for this week's episode, we've been kilting it. Ah, killing it. Yeah, little hint for you. Uh, in Edinburgh. Edinburgh. Very good and not offensive at all. <laughs> For the, for the fourth stop of our Sister Act UK tour. It's good, isn't it? Because with these terrible Scottish accents that we can do, we can pretend we're Shrek. I get out of my swamp. I Shrek and Fiona. That's, that's good. That's, do you know what? That's actually better. We, we, we didn't even practice that. <laughs> in case you missed the episodes before, in this series, we're going to be exploring the UK and Ireland's wonderful arts history and culture as we make our way from city to city with the Sister Act musical. So, how's this week been for us? Oh, it's been lovely, Alf, hasn't it? I've enjoyed it. In all seriousness, we love Edinburgh. We yeah. love Scotland. I think we'd live here if we could, if it wasn't so far away from London. Because, you know, with Brighton, we can get away with it because it's commutable. But I think Scotland would be a stretch. Yeah, it's a shame that it is so far away. But what a city. Yeah. It's amazing. Um, yeah, we could probably talk for hours and hours. We will condense, of course. Yeah, but... I just think every time you travel to Edinburgh, because we always travel by train because neither of us drive because we're terrible adults, you walk out of Waverley Station and I just feel happy. It's always so busy, but it's also really familiar because I've been to Edinburgh loads in my life because um, my sister's godmother, who's one of my mum's best friends, Obs, um, lives in Kilmacolm, which is closer to Glasgow, but we used to go and, and visit Edinburgh a lot. Um, and it's just very familiar to me. It just feels familiar. And I think because when we did Kinky Boots, we were in Edinburgh for ages, weren't we? So we got to know the area quite well. And as we mentioned last time, Alfie asked me to be his girlfriend when we were in Edinburgh five years ago. Ooh. So it's just like a special place for us and it's just nice. And I know Scotland kind of has this rep- reputation for the weather being awful and all that stuff, but I would go to Scotland in any weather. I just think it's like a magical place. Yeah, absolutely. As well, we should mention that the last time we were there, so my only experience really of Scotland is with Lizzie, to be honest, and Kinky Boots obviously ties in with that. The last time I was there was Christmas. Yeah. Uh, a very different vibe because the weather was quite sunny, I thought, this week. It's yeah, I think right. we had, I mean, when it rains, it pours in Scotland. So it's kind of like when it's bad, it's really bad. And you honestly like don't want to leave the house. But when it's glorious, it is just so glorious. But we've been staying in a part of Edinburgh that, as someone who's been there loads, I've actually never been to before. We're in the area which is by the marina, and it is so beautiful. And honestly, like, walking Dolly along the water, it just, I just love it. Yeah. And I think a lot of people don't know that Edinburgh even has that marina area because it's not really what it's famous for, but it's so beautiful. And there's all these little, like, old fishermen's houses and stuff like that, and it's just really cute. Yeah, I mean, 
some of the road signs there will be like Fish Market Square. Mm-hmm. And it's just nice that you, you really, that history is so obvious. Yeah. You know, they haven't tried to hide any of their history. And I think Edinburgh has got so much history, but I think it does it very well. Yeah, it does. I don't think anything really has become too tourist attraction-y. Like it's kept its authenticity. Yes, that's what I was trying to say. Yeah. Thank you. There you go. Lizzie's, uh, Lizzie, as you know, I think I've mentioned this in every episode, is the articulate one. That was quite a big word for you, though. Thank you. Good <laughs> But yeah, I guess kind of other things just to mention before we get on to the main meat of the episode. Talking of meat, I'll be talking about something later on in this episode. Meat? Yeah. Shall I do it now? Yeah. I have had a scotch pie. Oh, (laughs) I've I've forgotten about this. No, no, I've, I've had a scotch pie. I'd say... So we've been here seven days, and I've had a scotch pie five? You need to explain what a scotch pie is. Let me explain. So a scotch pie is basically... It's like a heart attack in pastry. Yeah, it's just like yummy mince in a pie. That's pretty much it. I guess it's like, you know, growing up, English people will know this, because my mum used to make this all the time. You know when your mum would make, like, mints in gravy with mashed potato? <laughs> it's basically that mints in gravy in pastry. Oh, it's really I'm actually good. salivating and I'm a vegetarian, it's but so I just good. remember that so well from growing up. And Alfie has genuinely found one, like, every day because anyone who knows Alfie will know he loves a Greg's. And Greg's in Edinburgh do scotch pies. So, something I was going to mention is that we've started going to the gym again. We're actually being really good. I mean, anyone who knows me will know this. Basically, I suffer from chronic asthma. We're talking really, really bad. And when it gets bad, I quite often have to have time off work. It's really debilitating. Wow, wow, wow. Get your small violins out. So... I've been feeling a lot better recently and so we thought you know let's go to the gym let's make sure our exercise outside of work um is kind of at a really good place so that I feel like I'm doing everything I can outside of work to be really nice and healthy but what has then happened is we've walked to the gym we've done a really good cardio sesh and then we've fallen into Greg's on the way out. It's, it's, it's less of a fall and more of like kind of a big gust of wind. Just yeah, it blows us in now. Oh, Alfie will say whoa! like, oh, I think I left my wallet in here yesterday. So I'll just get a scotch pie. I love a scotch pie. You just love Scotland. The All the Scottish foods are yeah, just amazing. Well, yeah, that's, that's something that maybe we can touch on. You know, they batter everything. So good. You, you, you can batter everything. Next time I go to Edinburgh, because I probably won't have time now, but I need to try a pizza crunch, which is battered pizza. Apparently that's very good. A pizza crunch supper. And the next scotch pie, so when I come back to Scotland, I need to have it with baked beans on top. Yes. Neil, our musical director, is Scottish. And he said, heated up, baked beans on top. That does sound amazing. It sounds great. But save the planet. Audiences here have been amazing, haven't they? I mean, Scottish audiences are always amazing. I'm a bit gutted because normally you get a fight or two in the audience in Scotland. And it's been quite tame here in that respect. But we've had a rowdy show, but no, no, like kicking off. We've had a lot of, all right, Leslie. Oh, yeah, they love a shout out. (laughs) They love it. Hello, Leslie. 
But yeah, it's very funny. But it was really nice this week as well because my mum was visiting Auntie Buddy, who I mentioned earlier, her friend, my sister's godmother, and they came to watch the show. So we went for a lovely dinner with them and they watched. And it was the first time my mum had seen this version with the new cast and they absolutely loved it. So that was really nice. I mean, she couldn't have come to a venue further away, really. So it was like a nice surprise. <laughs> yeah, literally the furthest point on the tour. Yeah. Pretty much. But it was just really nice. And, you know, sometimes when you hit that point on tour when you're kind of missing your home comforts, it's nice to see a friendly face. And Alfie loves Nanny. So. I love Nanny Sue. Shout out to Nanny Sue. <laughs> Talk about our digs. Yeah. Just a little bit. Uh, I think the coolest thing and the first thing to mention about our digs is that, yes, it was by the marina. So somewhere that we don't really know, but also we were staying in a converted church. And honestly, it was the most beautiful building. Like we're quite spoiled at home because our building is lovely. And I'd say this was like the church equivalent. Yeah. So what our building in Brighton is very good at is kind of giving you a little history lesson at the same time. So like you walk into the front doors and they've got like an index on the wall talking about the marble used in some of the hallways. And what was great about our digs is that they've like preserved some of the stained glass. Uh, It was gorgeous. Yeah, I feel like we really lucked out with our digs because basically there's like a really weird situation in Scotland and Ireland and I think people are worried it's going to start creeping into other parts of the UK where there's really, really strict rules about people letting their rooms out in those areas because they're like trying to stop loads of people renting out Airbnbs and whatnot. So we actually are staying with our friend Claire and her and Dolly love each other. It's been really funny because Dolly has been coming to work this week. Woohoo! It's always yeah. good when Dolly can come to work. But Claire's been like begging for us to leave her at home because she <laughs> wants to spend time with Dolly. And we're like, well, we want her at work. We kind of have to make the most of it in preparation for the venues when she can't come. Yeah, it's just been so nice. Quick, easy bus journey in and out as well. And it's just been really, really nice. So we've been really lucky to be staying with Claire because I think people have struggled quite a bit this week with the new rules that are in place. Yeah, I think if it's worth a mention before we move on, just to, just to kind of tap into that a little bit more. If you are listening, Scotland, please don't do that. Can we, can we stop? Because it's going to affect everyone. Yeah, you're kind of like tarring everyone with the same brush. And actually, people like Claire, who we're lucky enough to be friends with, so this didn't even apply to us. If she wanted to let her place out to other people, which she can't currently do under these, in my opinion, silly rules, she's actually being punished when all she wants is to actually help actors. And she's so knowledgeable and passionate about theatre and she wants to be a theatrical landlady. And she's being stopped because of these rules, which actually are kind of punishing the wrong people. Absolutely, yeah. And that's such an old school, you know, theatrical landlady. Let's keep that. Because we are having the most joyous week. You know, we're friends with her anyway, but I would imagine if you'd never met her before and you go in and you're given that warm a welcome and she just wants to chat to you about your job and be genuinely interested and she understands your working schedule. She She's made us breakfast every morning that we've been here. She's just so, so nice. You know, I just, it's just such a shame that that's happening. Yeah, I think let's stop that, please, because long gone are the days of theatrical landladies or mm. people and digs lists as well digs are hard to come by and producers don't want to put us all in hotels so you're ultimately going to stop good big shows coming to you and it's just going to be a lose-lose for everyone because 
Edinburgh has been, it's such a nice place. It's such a great venue. It's the second theatre we've been to mm-hmm. in Edinburgh. And the audiences are always great. And you always have a great time. Uh, so why, why jeopardise the whole thing? Anyway, ran over. Yeah, sorry, Scotland. No, we the, still love you. The only other things we're going to say <laughs> is that Edinburgh's been lovely for being able to bring Dolly everywhere as well. It's been quite easy to bring her into restaurants and stuff. And we've had her at work, which always makes life a lot easier. So, yeah, all in all, we're having a lovely week. A lovely, lovely time. Should we talk about the tour a little bit? Let's do it. So as, you, as I mentioned briefly a minute ago, this is uh, the second venue that we've both been to, uh, and we're at Edinburgh's famous Festival Theatre, not to be confused with Theatre's famous Edinburgh Festival. That was good. You actually did quite well reading that there. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I would imagine most people listening to this will know that every summer, Edinburgh Fringe Festival happens. It's an amazing, amazing event. We've actually never been, which is ridiculous. We're both desperate to do something at the fringe oh, it's like absolutely on my it's bucket like bucket list, list yeah. as a performer I, I think you get paid 19p a show or something oh i think it's but part you kind of do it for the love of it and one of my best friends who alfie also loves chloe peps is a really up-and-coming comedian she is incredible go and watch some of her stuff and go and just laugh your head off but I was so proud because she was headlining one of the venues this year. She was in the Guardian's top picks of people to go and see at the Fringe. Um, She does it every year and she's just grown and grown and grown and has a really loyal fan base of people who just love her. And, you know, it's such a shame that, I mean, it's not a shame. Every year, basically, I've been working, so I haven't been able to go. Woe is me, I've been employed. But, you know, I'd love to be able to kind of squeeze in having a bit of time to go and support her and just... Just experience it because it's meant to be amazing. Yeah, yeah, let's do it. But yeah, the festival theatre that we're performing in this week is really cool. Like Alfie said, we've never been there before. It's a lovely space. And I must say, some of the nicest dressing rooms. Oh, I went into my dressing room. I've got a bed. I've got my own bed. It's, it's lovely. And believe me, he's been making the most of it. I actually, I haven't had one nap this week. <laughs> Not one. We try not to nap because I feel like, because our working hours are so weird, if you nap in the afternoon and you haven't even been to work yet, it's just a recipe for disaster. Yeah. So, yeah, we try not to have naps. But the theatre has just been so lovely. And I think what this theatre does really well is its outreach programme. Um, and something I wanted to mention was an amazing event that Alfie and I took part in whilst we were here with an organisation called Forget Me Notes, which was an outreach programme for people in Edinburgh living with dementia forget me notes forget me notes oh it was just amazing I'm actually getting emotional (laughs) just thinking about it so we got asked kind of in advance before we arrived here whether we would want to take part in the event and charity work and dementia specifically is something that Alfie and I are both passionate about it's something that has touched mine and my family's life with some close friends and you know I always just think we are are in a job where we are so privileged to get to do something as our job which in other people's lives brings them such simple joy and yeah so us and a few other cast members from Sister Act went and joined in on their was it their monthly event where they get together and basically each time they get together they will sing some different songs so we went on Beatles week which was great for me because I love the Beatles but I think Alfie was lost that point 
if and when there's ever a Liverpool episode, I'll have to talk about it, I'm sure. Yeah, but we will. There is a Liverpool episode next year. Sure back I, look, I will probably lose, I'd say, a large percentage of our viewers because unpopular opinion, I know. I am not a huge fan of Boo. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Sacrilege. I know. I love them. My mum is not a fan either, so yeah, I love them. And it was just the most amazing event. And it was so funny because I think they were genuinely expecting us all to just kind of stand there, say our piece and then go. But we all stayed for the whole event. And I sat at a table and we were singing, um, I want to hold your hand. We were all holding hands and swaying. And it was just... It was just joyous and I think the whole approach to it where it was just, there was nothing more to it than a group of people with shared life experience sitting, singing some songs and just celebrating life and it was just amazing and so I think for me that's something that's really stood out at the Festival Theatre with that outreach programme I think has been incredible. I'm sure a lot of theatres have one, I'm sure. So I'm not I'm, I'm not going to say, oh, all theatres need to do it because I'm sure a lot of them do do it, but it's nice to be involved in that. Yeah, as a touring company, to be involved in it yeah. was lovely. It was lovely. And we said to our company manager, whenever you get asked anything like that, we will always do it. I think it's so important because we know how lucky we are to get to do this for a job. And like I said, for other people, it's just the pleasure of singing, you know? Yeah, singing is so, good yeah. therapy. Then the only other thing before we kind of get on to another feature was to explain to kind of non-UK listeners just about Edinburgh in general. Basically, it's the capital of Scotland. Apparently, I read online, in 2022, it was named as the best city in the world, which is pretty cool. That is pretty cool. And I don't disagree with it. It's a great city. No, it is. And then the Festival Theatre where we've been performing is on the Royal Mile, which is kind of the most famous thing about Edinburgh. It's a massive, massive, massive long road where all the famous theatres are and a lot of... You'll hear about people, like, flyering on the Royal Mile when the Fringe Festival happens, and it's just, like, an iconic place. So to get to work in a theatre that is on the Royal Mile, it's just been really cool. Yes, I agree. Something that we need to talk about, because we're in Edinburgh, is... Ghosts. I could have been anything. <laughs> and before we get on to what Dolly Dunn did this week, we're going to take a short ad break. Howdy and welcome to an extra fantastic edition of Thrash and Treasure, the torture chamber musical comedy podcast where every gothic vampire rises out of their coffin to listen to aspects of love and the rink. And speaking of coffin, I'm Spencer. And if I sound a little funny, this past week I've been COVID sick, and I'm joined as usual by the man who's overtly sickening from afar, but don't stand too close or you'll lose IQ points. Aww. It's Aaron, the village idiot. Oh, that's not nice. If a clown in a sewer ever offers you a red balloon, take it. Christ, insult me, first thing. And we're joined by Dracula's latest meal, Andrew Keenan Bolger. Andrew, were you able to take a listen to the album at all? I was, yeah. I, I had a similar take to you. Not knowing a lot of metal this it felt so much more melodic and like harmonic and and truly pop at some moments especially towards the end of the album i had thought that my spotify had shifted to a totally different album there's like a a cover of uh like the midnight cowboy theme and then uh, a lionel richie cover at the end that like sounded it was almost like living in the Elton John world where 
uh, it's definitely way more in my kind of wheelhouse of the music I listen to, the more like singer songwriter stuff. Um, but yeah, I was really impressed with it. It was it was super punk and super noisy at some moments. Um, but I, I think the the singer Mike Patton, uh, especially in the later tracks, like you hear that he has uh, a really impressive voice um, and a real musicality. Um, which I think was, yeah, just a, a testament to him. I had never heard of this band, never heard of this album, but it definitely made me want to listen to uh, some more al- uh, some more metal albums. Have you would have heard Epic. Well, to be honest, it, in know. the 90s, when when I think Faith No More is out, I was listening to musicals. So <laughs> I, even like very mainstream pop songs from the 90s, I have like no reference point for. I'm like, okay. if it's from Les Mis, I knew that. Yeah, oh goodness me. Oh, I'm glad you liked it. Um, well, I picked this because it. I saw the name Jizz Lobber, and that sounded like a Dr. Seuss character. And <laughs> that song itself was quite interesting because that spent six minutes hard as a rock before finishing to gloomy organ music, which is usually how it ends for me too. So. <laughs> plays. I'm Alfie Parker and that's Lizzie B. And this week we're in Edinburgh, Scotland. Scotland! <laughs> Every theatre really has ghosts, but we're in Edinburgh. Edinburgh is known for its spooky ghosts. So why don't you... Yeah, don't I've you done talk? my research and I might have had an experience of my own. Right, so I am a true believer. Alfie is definitely more sceptical, but I believe in ghosts wholeheartedly. Like, I love watching paranormal programs. We watch a lot of celebrity ghost hunters. I just love it. I just kind of think, like, what's the point in not believing? Yeah, my issue, right, I I want to believe that there is something there. I think ghosts is a nice idea. As long as they're nice ghosts. Yeah, as long as they're not throwing things around. You know, like, no, because they grab me legs and go... All of that. That's never happened to you, no, has no, it? No, but you hear stories of them being like, get out of my house, and they're rattling everything, and all of that stuff, and it's just a bit... Oh, please. <laughs> right, so anyway, theatre ghosts is like a massive thing. So I'd say probably every theatre in the world has a ghost. Yeah. But with Edinburgh being such a historical place, the festival theatre actually has three ghosts. And I had an experience of one of them, which I'll talk about later. Oh, we had a brief experience. I Don't spoil it, OK? Yeah, sorry. Right, I'm going to talk to you about these ghosts. So the first one, the most famous ghost at the Edinburgh Festival Theatre is called the Great Lafayette. Lafayette? Hamilton reference for you. That's not who it is, but he's called the Great Lafayette. One of the most celebrated illusionists of the early 20th century. Do you know what an illusionist is, Alfie? Yes, you know, kind of like disappearing in smoke and you know, swords. and It's like, yeah. it's like a, a branch of magician, right? Yeah. Thank you. So kind of like Houdini. Yeah, I wanted to say Houdini, okay. but yeah. yeah. Yeah, cool. He was the highest paid entertainer in theatre at the time. When was this? In the early 20th century. Okay. Do you know when that was? When do, do I know when that was? Yeah, what year are we sort of talking there? Early 20th century. 1920 something? Earlier. Earlier, but, okay. Yeah. The 1900s. Yeah, brilliant. Right. Well done. This is going quite well. <laughs> I've got my GCSEs. And apparently he was a very lavish performer. And so that brought the audiences in, which kind of justified that he was getting paid all this money. So spring of 1911, he was performing at the Edinburgh Festival Theatre. 
and he did his finale, which was called The Lion's Bride. And what he did in The Lion's Bride is he would swap places with a lion live on stage. I mean, you are asking for trouble, though. No. See, this is the thing. It's not that that went wrong. Oh, right. Okay. So this Lion's Bride thing happened successfully, and then out of nowhere, a lamp fell from the ceiling onto the carpeted stage and the whole thing set on fire. Oh, my Because obviously gosh. we're talking pre-electricity. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it would of have course. been candles. Oh, yeah. So fire on stage, whole thing set fire. 11 people perished, including the great Lafayette. The lion? I don't know if the lion perished. <laughs> the lion probably just went around eating everyone. Probably. So the great Lafayette now haunts the Edinburgh Festival Theatre and... People have said they've seen him shining his diamond rings in the dark. And apparently, people have also heard a piercing lion's roar. Right. Okay, cool. Right, so I'll, that's the first one. Yeah, I don't want to, I don't want to, like, question you on it. Because, you, know, you know, it's like they've seen, they've seen a geezer with his diamond rings in the dark. Yeah, and they've heard a lion. At the same time. <clears throat> He's doing that with his rings. Well, it's not at the same time. Oh, it's really. not at the same time. No. Okay. That's Lafayette. That's the great Lafayette. Okay. I didn't know anything about him. Okay. Number two. Yeah. Yeah. Now, you won't have had an experience with either of these because they're very specific to where they are. Oh, so my experience is a different ghost. The peg leg sailor. Right, okay. So, here's a bit of history that I didn't know, and it's actually really cool and makes sense when you kind of hear about it. So, back in the day, sailors were hired to operate the flies. So the flies are basically up in the theatre, you have something called a fly floor. Shout out to Leslie Joseph. She loves a fly floor, which is loads of ropes. And it's manually operated and it kind of brings in signs or flats or bits of scenery. So they're being flown in and out. And back in the day, they would hire sailors to operate the fly floor because they were obviously very good with knots and had experience with raising and lowering sails. That is actually, and I didn't know that. It Isn't that so cool? Sense. What's not so cool is that at the Edinburgh Festival Theatre, there have been sightings of a small limping figure pacing up and down the fly floor. Is that That's actually giving me chills. That's scary. Because I, I think the fly floor is probably a scary place anyway. Small. A small limping figure. And they've heard sounds of a scraping wooden leg. Do you have a wooden leg then? Yeah, the peg the peg leg sailor. Yeah, who is he? Is it just a generic sailor? Yeah. Peg leg? Yeah. Is that so not a health and safety thing? You think health and safety existed back in the day when they've got flame lamps and a carpet How's floor? he getting up there, babe? These, right, <laughs> you see, look, this is an issue I have with the peg leg sailor. The fly floor's above the stage. It's really high up. You can only get up there with a ladder. Yeah. Can he do that? Yeah, you can do what you... Can we not be ableist? No, I'm not being ableist. Oh, my gosh, as if you're no, being ableist on the podcast. <laughs> ableist. You're actually being historically ableist. No, I'm not being historic. I'm going to get cancelled now. I'm not being Cancel historic. culture coming to, no, come into play I mean. here. Cancel Alfie. Is that not like... Because isn't it all grates and stuff? Is he not going to get it stuck in the grates? Do you know what I mean? I, I think the peg leg sailor could do anything he put his mind to do. Well, and what he's this. put his mind to do is haunting people on the fly floor. No, I'm all for it. I don't I don't care. I don't care. Race, no, see, right, no. audience. This is what Alfie does. Because he wants to so avidly not believe, he comes up with excuses. Because <laughs> I don't want to believe I'm, I'm ableist. Yeah, there we go. 
Anyway, the third ghost is the girl in the yellow dress. I've heard about her. So have I. So the girl in the yellow dress haunts the upper circle in the audience. Yeah, yeah. Only when there's no customers there. So it's been staff that have encountered this ghost. So she is a playful little girl. I've got chills again. I just love it. She is a playful little girl who plays games in the upper circle. She wears a yellow dress and staff have reported that she plays with people's hair or softly blows air on the back of their necks. I'm not going to say anything. Because you're going to get cancelled. Look, I mean, look, I don't mind. I don't mind if she had a pig leg. I don't mind. Look, everyone. You're going to go, how'd she get to the upper circle when she's only a little girl? How she reaching everyone's necks? She might be sat down. Well, the staff are sat down in the circle. Yeah, they have like briefings and stuff up there, don't yeah. they? Okay, that is a bit spooky. But we're not believing the peg leg sailor because how did he climb the ladder with his peg leg? Does that have something to do with the whistling? What whistling? So the history of the fly floor is that they would whistle. So you're not allowed to whistle. It's bad luck. But the actual reason behind that is because they used to whistle to communicate to the fly floor. Yeah. They radios. Because sailors whistled a lot. So maybe that ties in because they are good at that. Right. But anyway, the reason we wanted to talk about ghosts on this episode is because I had a ghosty experience at the Edinburgh Festival Theatre. Before you come, I am worried I'm going to get cancelled. You've made your bed. You have to lie in it. <laughs> it's not my fault. <laughs> Anyone who knows me, I'm... I'm the most away from being ableist, please. Aaron, you better keep all this. Oh, in. cancel me, God. Cancel me. So basically, the reason we wanted to talk about ghosts on this episode is because I have had a ghosty experience this week. During the show, basically I finished singing my song and then I moved from stage right to stage left. And as I was going round the back, I literally just heard this whisper that went, Alfie's laughing. Was it me? <laughs> no, because no, why would anyone at work go, Hello, Lizzie. Well, Lizzie. You've never said good luck to me. So <laughs> yeah, it definitely no, wasn't, so, you. Yeah, no, it wasn't me. But honestly, yeah. and I turned around and there was no one there and I was like, Ghosty. I had an experience backstage with the rattling of the chains. Oh, shut up. No, I did. Didn't I? Or was it Edie? I'm literally about to talk about this. You're ruining all of my friends. Sorry, go for it. This is why you should never do a podcast of your other half. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so... I was going to mention (laughs) ghost experiences from other theatres we've been in. And the funniest thing is that Paul, our old company manager, who is an absolute living legend... On the last part of the tour, he used to research ghost stories before we got there. And we had this group of actors who would call themselves the old birds. So they played the older nuns in the show and they would always share a dressing room. And Paul would do this big, long speech at parish notices and he'd like tell the story of the ghost. He'd be like, it was a single bachelor who fell from the balcony at the theatre and he haunts dressing room four and it would always be where the old birds were and it was so funny so I I loved all of that and then as Alfie was just about to steal my story in Oxford we did actually have a genuine ghost experience as well didn't we yeah so in the quick change there was this cupboard that basically was like a boiler room kind of thing it had mechanics in it that went up to the fly floor it was I think it was actually mechanics for some theatres have a scene dock that has a lift in it 
So the scene that can go up and down to move big parts of set below stage level. I think it was that. I think, I think it was that cap. It was very thin, thinner than me. Wow. So that is 90% of, the things, <laughs> 90% of the things in the world. Yeah. So anyway, this cupboard, Alf was standing next to it with Eden, our head of wardrobe, and they heard, like, weird noises coming from inside. Yeah. Like, rattling. Like banging. And so we were like, oh, we'll open the door and see what could be making that noise. And there was nothing in there that would be making that noise. Literally nothing. Eden's really into like crystals and stuff like that. So she went and got her crystal and it was one of her yes, no crystals. And she, you know, prepped it and everything and said, hello, crystal. Is there a ghost in this cupboard? And it said, yes. So for a non-believer, Alfie has had a ghosty experience, but that's that's it for me on the ghosts. Well, thank you. You're very welcome, even though you don't believe any of thank it. Thank you, and I will get cancelled soon. Please. But time for our favourite segment. What did Dolly do? Hey. And after we talked about sightseeing on buses recently, we thought it'd be fun to tour around this magnificent city by bus. Uh, now, this is normally my segment, so let me... Uh... This is normally my... It is your segment. You're literally about to do it. Right. Well, this is um, my segment, so let's crack on. What did Dolly do? Well, yes, we went on the open-top bus. It was Lizzie, Dolly, Leslie, Joseph... woo Our fave. Absolutely. And I, on the bus. Uh, what did we see? We saw everything. Not the whole of Edinburgh, but we were on there for an hour. We were on there for an hour. And basically, the reason we went with Leslie is because my very, very first tour stop was Dublin over a year ago. And Alfie came to visit. And Leslie took us on an open-top bus tour of Dublin. So we wanted to return the favour. And because Dolly could come on this one, we just thought it would be a cute little trip for Leslie to come on with yeah, us. Yeah, it was cute. Uh, what, what did we see? Edinburgh Castle? Dynamic Earth, uh, the Palace of Holyrood House, which I keep wanting to say Hollywood, it's Holyrood. The Scottish Parliament Building, St John's Cathedral, St John's Church, St Cuthbert's. As you can tell, there's a lot of religion in Edinburgh. Yeah, we saw it all, really. As well as seeing all of that, we also had stories and, like you do on a sightseeing bus, the man at the front, the driver, will normally tell you what's happening in kind of this building and that building. And a couple of things that stuck out to me were, one, I think the architecture in Edinburgh is amazing. Edinburgh is such a pretty place. Two, I always knew that Edinburgh was known for its medicine, that there is so much history. And we have Edinburgh to thank for a lot of kind of modern day medicine because without Edinburgh, we would be in a lot of pain and awake during operations. They, yeah, really smashed it on the medicine front. A little quote I got. Edinburgh has been a centre for medical teaching, influence, innovation and care for more than 500 years. From our early understanding of human anatomy to the discoveries, innovations, and world-changing events that took place here, the Scottish capital has a long-established role in the global history of medicine. To follow on from that, we were told a lovely story about James Barry, who was a remarkable student at the University of Edinburgh. They were born Margaret Anne Bulkley, and Barry's identity as a woman was a secret until after death. So they were basically a doctor everyone thought was a man, because you had to be a man to be a doctor back then. They only found out that they were actually a woman when they died. 
which I think is pretty epic. And what I think is really cool is like the way the story was told and the way when you read about it, it's left really ambiguous about whether they only sort of dressed as a man so they could do their job or whether they were maybe one of the first transgender yeah. people, not the first transgender people, but kind of like prominent transgender people in medical history. It's always left really ambiguous, which I think is lovely because obviously since someone has passed, we are never going to actually know what their preferences were or how they identified or anything like that. But I just think it's such a wonderful story about how someone wanted to do a job badly enough that they, you know, were willing to change their entire life to be able to do it. Quotes from kind of people that they worked with, they'd be like, yeah, yeah, they, they were a really nice bloke. They were like, no one knew. They had children and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. they had children and nobody, it was, it was all a secret. Nobody knew. Pretty epic. I recommend looking at the full story. But talking of full stories, now this stuck out to me. It was probably the highlight of, of the bus tour for me. A story of a lady called Half Hangit Maggie. And I'll tell you the full story in a kind of brief chunk now. Half-hanging Maggie is known as the woman who survived a hanging in Edinburgh in 1721. Taking up at a local inn, Maggie worked as a domestic. The innkeeper's son took an interest in Maggie and soon she was pregnant. Not wanting to jeopardise her position at work, she concealed the pregnancy from everybody. When she gave birth, the child was weak and unhealthy and they died a few days after birth. That's the child. Maggie not wanting to be caught and not being able to give up her child to a proper burial she decided to place the body in a nearby river, the River Tweed. The body was discovered later that day, and all suspicion pointed to Maggie. She was taken back to Edinburgh to be tried for the crime of concealing a pregnancy. So that was the crime, concealing a pregnancy. After her hanging on September the 2nd, 1721, Maggie was pronounced dead at the gallows, and her body was transferred to a wooden coffin. Now, while her body in the coffin was being transported to the cemetery, the coffin rattled, and Maggie awoke. (laughs) (laughs) So she was pronounced dead at the gallows. They chuck her in a coffin. They put her coffin in the back of a cart, and they start to, like, transport her. And then she wakes up. It's such a cool story. And when it was being told on the bus, the three of us were literally, like, gasping. Yeah, like, twists and turns. The law deemed this an act of God bringing Maggie back from the dead and pardoned her crimes, right? So she's pardoned. She can't get hanged again. Maggie got back with her old husband. Her old husband kind of fell back in love with her. Uh, They had several more legitimate children, and she lived for another 40 years. Pretty darn cool. Yeah. And there's a pub kind of named after her in Edinburgh. I recommend having a look at that story in a bit more depth. I think it's funny because the amount of history in Edinburgh, talking about medicine, that was the one thing that stuck out to me. I love that story. Yeah, it's really cool. I mean, and it's real. It's just real. It's cool. Talking about the bus itself, Dolly absolutely loved it. She did. It was very busy. It was a bit wet on the seats, but that's all right. (laughs) Dolly really enjoyed it. Lots of stories. And I recommend if you go to Edinburgh and you don't know a lot about the history, it's like £16. Yeah. Absolutely worth it. Worth every penny. It was great. I can't do it justice in this small segment because we learnt a lot about everything. And I think, like, we do bus tours in most cities. So, like, when we go on holiday or if we go to a major city on tour, we will do bus tours and I'd absolutely say this was one of the better ones. Yeah, 100%. And there was a couple of them that we could have done. There was one that goes (laughs) down to where we were staying near the... One did all of the royal connections and then one of them did... What was the other one? There was a royal one and a... I can't remember. There was like a third option, but we did just the Edinburgh City sightseeing 
tour and i think we probably saw the most the most varied stuff yeah yeah so overall 10 out of 10 trip and i would recommend it you know how to say this word soiree okay what i also know how to say soiree i say it on the daily no you don't that's about it for this week's scottish soiree next week we're taking a break uh, so we'll be back in two weeks time direct from Coventry and who knows what surprises we have in store for the next episode find us on all of our social medias mine is Parker Alfie I'm on X I'm on Insta not that I'm any good on any of uh, but at Parker Alfie is my personal I've got different names on different stuff but I'm on all of them you'll find me yeah Lizzie B 33 or 101 something like that so that's our personals but our podcast you can find us at 80 plays podcast yeah 80 plays podcast that's all one word and it's eight zero plays podcast bit american at the end there yeah it's a bit weird it's it's nice (laughs) Uh, and if you have any questions suggestions or comments you can email us at 80 plays podcast at gmail.com that's one word 80 plays podcast eight zero eighty zero oh no not eighty zero eight zero and did you know that you can purchase our theme song, Blue Skies, by the Australian band Wolfen? Yep, you can help support our show and own the full track, all thanks to Drew and the boys of Wolfen. So thank you to them because we are truly grateful for the support. If you go to www.thetonistontales.com forward slash bookstore, Right at the very top, you'll see our logo where you can buy your own MP3 of Blue Skies, which will help us fund this epic adventure across the UK and Ireland. Plus, we can buy Dolly some treats along the way. And if you have any questions, suggestions or comments, you can email us at 80playspodcast at gmail.com. That's all one word, 80playspodcast. And now, there's nothing left to do but make like a mega mix and... Go, 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 Joseph. Where I was before. I can't see you're a hot mess.